0: and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life.
1: This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. And it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. Seated right now in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We've begun this new series we're calling Taking Action for a Better Tomorrow, and uh, the message today is how to be an effective and fruitful Christian. You can take charge of your life, and you can change your life by taking action now for a better tomorrow. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending." Now, this morning, we're going to look at a passage. If you have a Bible, go to 2 Peter chapter 1. And very, very early in the life of the church, I taught out of 2 Peter chapter 1. And it really wasn't until this week, meditating on this chapter, that I saw how this chapter had influenced us in the building of Faith Christian Center and St. Paul's Preparatory Academy. We've been saying that faith is a starting point. But we know from the word of God that we are supposed to add to our faith. 2 Peter 1. Simon Peter, and let me say, I don't mean to diminish Peter. But he was not an intellectual. He was a fisherman. It's obvious. These words came from the Holy Spirit of God. This is obvious. This is not a fisherman that wrote this. This is by the Holy Ghost. 2 Peter 1, Simon Peter is servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need. Say it out loud, everything we need. Amen for life that's the word zoe for life everything you need and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness now two things here everything we need comes to us for life and godliness through our knowledge and so here at faith christian center we're not big fans of ignorance You know, Pentecostalism, I love Pentecostal people. I've been around Pentecostal people my whole life, but they're not big students of the word, and it shows up. You're not going to experience everything you need for life and godliness through ignorance. It comes through knowledge. And then we have this word in the NIV, goodness, which is the Greek word arete, which actually in my estimation, should have been translated excellence. I mean, it could have been translated excellence, but I think it should have been. Through these, through knowledge and excellence, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, say it out loud three times, through the promises. 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 See, through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. In that testimony, Pastor Sue just read, that's what he did through the promises. He, he, He didn't just go to the hospital. He took his Bible with him to the hospital. I mean, who does that? And then on top of that, how did he know to rehearse those verses? Well, obviously, he had studied the word before he got to the hospital. Obviously, he had made a list of healing verses and claimed them as his own. You know, just yesterday I saw a bag of wafers and it said, uh, well, on a post-it on the wafers, you know, those little sugar cookie wafers. It said, Samuel's wafers. (laughs) And we talked about that last week, that he went through the kitchen and he went through the pantry and with post-its and he put Samuel, his name Samuel, on everything he liked. Well, that's what, in this testimony, Pastor Sue read, that's what he did. That brother had gone through the Bible, gone through the Word of God, and he had put his name on some healing verses and then in the jam, in the challenge, in the mess, pulled out his Bible, amen. amen. He didn't pull out the Dr. Fauci app, he pulled out his Bible, amen, amen. and uh, began rehearsing the word of God. In other words, he put his name on the word amen. and made it his through, through these Through these, through knowledge and excellence, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through the promises, everybody say through the promises, promises. you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. And this is the philosophy of Faith Christian Center. And I know it's not current. I know it's old school. I know it's not popular. I know it's not the latest greatest. I am fully cognizant of all of it, but I don't care. Amen. I'm just going by the word. And right here, the word says, make every effort. So I don't care whether it's to make a living or to make a marriage work or to raise a son or to raise a daughter or whatever you got going, make every effort. And if I need to make every effort in all these natural areas, well, I need to make every effort with regard to my salvation and what I'm believing God for. Make every effort to add to your faith. And so we see it right here in the Word of God, that faith is the starting point. Faith is where we begin. Faith is critical. Faith is foundational. But Peter says, Make every effort to add to your faith goodness or excellence, and to excellence knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love, agape. For if, everybody shout if, And you know, I was taught when I was still a teenager that the word if is one of the most important words in the Bible, and when you come across the word if in the Bible, you better stop and meditate on the verse. Because when you come across the word if in the Bible, what you are reading about is conditional. He says, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, everybody say increasing measure. So your knowledge from 2015 won't cut it today. Your perseverance level from 2014 won't work today. Uh, You ought to be walking in greater godliness today than you were in 2013. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm gonna say something that could be perceived as harsh, but it's true. I, I just heard in one of the cars Kenneth Hagin say that most of God's people walk by sight and not by faith, and most of God's people walk in defeat and not in victory. And what it means is that they, they prayed the prayer, they got saved, but they have been ineffect, ineffective and unproductive in their knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, they didn't get anywhere with it. You know, I read a study, this must have been two or three decades back, about lottery winners, and they did a study of lottery winners, and they found out that 20 years later, lottery winners, by and large, were right back where they started before they won the lottery. In other words, winning the lottery is not going to change your life without a change of behavior. Can you see that? I mean, if you wasted money before you got the winning ticket, you're going to waste money after you got the winning ticket. And so, in increasing measure, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, these, these ingredients to add to faith, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager... Now, I love the King James here. Give diligence. Amen. Give diligence or be diligent to make your calling and election sure for if. Now we have another if. Tell your neighbor, now there's another if. For if you do these things, you will never fall. How many of you want to live a life where you never fall? For if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So faith is a starting point. Faith is the starting point. Faith is fundamental. Faith is essential. Faith is the foundation of a successful life. But faith is not all there is to building a successful life. We are to add to our faith and action is required. So this morning's message is how to be an effective, effective and fruitful Christian. Number one, excellence. 2 Peter 1.5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence. Verse 8 says, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10 says, for if you do these things, you will never fall. Now, you have no idea the effort this takes at Faith Christian Center and St. Paul's Preparatory Academy. Now, this is not a science lesson. Oh, my gosh. I wish this stuff was taught, you know, in public schools and universities, but it's not anymore. But uh, let's take two or three minutes here on a Sunday morning at Faith Christian Center, and let's talk about the second law of thermodynamics. Thermodynamics. Here are some direct quotes from a scientific article on the second law of thermodynamics. All processes manifest a tendency toward dec- decay and disintegration with a net increase in what is called entropy, a state of randomness or disorder of the system. This is called the second law of thermodynamics. And by the way, this is why from childhood, I knew that the theory of evolution was nothing but nonsense because it goes 180 degrees contrary to the second law of thermodynamics. The natural state of things is not coming into order. The natural state of things is moving toward disorder. They can measure, now you understand, inside a solar system, all the planets do what they do based in a counterbalancing of gravity from the sun and various other planets, but you understand, when they measure our distance from any sun but our own, every time they measure the distance from planet earth to every, every star that is not our own, every time they measure the distance, it's further. Anybody that reads knows this. Anybody that reads knows the solar system, not the solar system, the universe is getting bigger all the time. It is the second law of thermodynamics. Everything is coming apart. It is not coming together. Now, let me go back and go over some of this. All processes manifest a tendency toward decay and disintegration. For example, in the course of American history, there was probably no more conservative industrialist and capitalist than Henry Ford. And he created a foundation. But there's probably not a greater force for evil in America today than the Ford Foundation, other than maybe the Gates Foundation. In other words... Did you know that Harvard began as a school to train preachers? Did you know that Yale began as a school to train preachers? Did you know that Princeton began as a school to train preachers? Everything is not moving toward order Unless you exert a great, great, great effort, everything is moving toward disorder. It takes great effort. All processes manifest a tendency toward decay and disintegration with a net increase in what is called entropy. We'll deal with that in a second. ...or the state of randomness or disorder of the system. This is the second law of thermodynamics. There is a universal tendency for all systems to go from order to disorder as stated in the second law and this tendency can only be, listen to this, this tendency can only be arrested and reversed under very special circumstances. Listen, when you read the Bible through you see it all the time. I mean revival comes... And then they fall away from God. Revival comes, they fall away from God. Revival comes, they fall away from God. As long as David was king, they worshiped God. There, were no, there was no idol worship going on, none of that, because frankly, he'd have killed them for it. But as soon as Solomon comes along and from Solomon to the end it's idol worship, idol worship, idol worship and it was because of Solomon's wives. We dealt with this here a few months back on a Sunday morning. I mean think about Methodism. Oh my gosh. John and George Wesley and George Whitfield. I mean oh my gosh. It, whatever denomination you want to talk about. They begin in the fires of revival. But unless a great and concerted effort is extended 24 7 365 they decay they move from order to disorder they move from hot to cold they move from on fire to idle idolatry are you hearing me this morning This tendency can only be arrested and reversed under very special circumstances. Disorder can never produce order through any kind of random process. In other words, somebody's got to do something to take any system from disorder to order. There must be present some form of code or program. I'm reading from a scientific journal. There must be some kind, present some form of code or program. A code or program. A code or program. A code or program. See, this is our code at Faith Christian Center. Are you hearing me? And guess what? We're not going to get a new code next week. And we're not going to knuckle under and we're not going to change and and we're not going to go along with whatever because we are not people of disorder. We are people of order. We are the people of God. There must be present some form of code or program to direct the ordering process, and this code must contain at least as much information as is needed to provide this direction. So what is entropy? The degree of disorder or randomness in a system. Can, can you see this in American society? Can you see it in the anti-police movement? Can you see it in the public schools? Can you see it and everything going on around us. How about this? No bail uh, on these violent criminals. I read the, uh, an article the other day about a guy in New York City that had violently uh, assaulted someone and he had been arrested 83 times. Look, if you have somebody and they're out here beating up old women and they've been arrested 83 times, if that's not disorder, I don't know what disorder is that's disorder that's out of control entropy is the degree of disorder or randomness in a system why 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 is real estate prices why are real estate prices skyrocketing in Texas and Florida because people are trying to get away from disorder and they're trying to move toward order The degree of disorder or randomness in a system, lack of order or predictability, predictability, predictability. I mean, who wants to walk outside their house and maybe get shot? A gradual decline into disorder. Wouldn't you say that's what's going on in the schools when uh, little girls go to the bathroom and they don't know who's going to come in? Is that order or is that disorder? as disorder. So we see evidence of this theologically in the New Testament, Colossians 1.15. He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by Him and for Him. He is before all things. And get this phrase, and in Him all things hold together. In Him, all things hold together. Now, I I wasn't here 6,000 years ago, so I don't know. Was the second law of thermodynamics in effect before Adam sinned? I don't know. Is it the result of Adam sinning? I don't know. But I know this from the Word of God. Jesus holds all things together. That if it weren't for Jesus, (laughs) the wheels of the universe would be coming off faster. Hebrews 1.3, the Son, that is Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by the power of His Word. So excellence isn't just something that happens, and excellence isn't normal or natural. You have to work like heck. Now we do things that may seem out of order. You may, I see new people. You may not have ever been in a church where, you know, people laid hands on sick folk. You may never have been in a church, you know, where people dance. You may never have been in a church where somebody, you know, falls out under the power of God. It may seem like disorder, but we have to look at the results. Does somebody get up healed? Well, then there wasn't any disorder to it. But you have to understand, this passage greatly impacted the way we built Faith Christian Center and St. Paul's Preparatory Academy. You you need to understand, it takes a great effort to maintain order. Because the natural order of things, I guess that's a play on words, is to disintegrate. Everybody understands this that thinks. If you leave your yard up to God, what do you end up with? Weeds. If you leave your garden up to God, what do you end up with? Weeds. If you want a good result, you have to exert effort. Can you see that? Now, I can do my part, as the leader of this ministry, but I can't go home with you and maintain order in your home. You moms and dads, you got to maintain order in your homes. You know, I noticed with my beautiful daughter-in-law that, you know, when she had one and then maybe when she had two, you know, there was some negotiating going on. But I noticed that, you know, when we got to three and then we got to four, I mean, she just stopped the negotiating. She just went to commanding. There's no you know, no negotiating. Maintaining order. You know, we'll have a house full of people today and you it will not seem like an invasion of Apaches. Now they'll be they'll be cute and they'll be funny and they'll be hungry and it'll all be fun, but it'll all be in order. And everything going on at St. Paul's is in order. I mean they had their homecoming week this week and you know, I come up here Tuesday and I wonder what in the world's going on. It was tacky tourist day. <laughs> so they were all dressed like tacky tourists. But it was all done in order. Amen. Amen. It, tell your neighbor, it takes great effort, takes great effort. To, maintain order. to maintain order. And to maintain order, you got to do some things maybe that aren't popular. How about this? like like slapping the cuffs on some bad people and, and putting them in jail Amen. to maintain order. Yes. Amen. And, and we, we don't spank anybody at St. Paul's, but you might have to in your home right. Amen. to maintain order. Amen. 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 To maintain order. Amen. Because the natural inclination, not just of man, the natural inclination of the universe is to come apart is disorder, entropy. And I have mastered it. I don't know of anybody as good at it as I am. I mean, I mean, show up. I mean, I am like the epitome of order and then do something totally out of order and lay hands on sick folk. See, I, I can do both at the same time, following the leading of the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Amen. 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 But we're not all hanging from the chandeliers like monkeys. See, there's you can have power inside the order. A lot of a lot of ministers think it's all got to be off the rails 24-7 for God to show up. God is a God of order. Amen. Amen so excellence isn't just something that happens and excellence isn't normal or natural you have to work like heck to live a life of excellence or to have a church of excellence like faith christian center or to have a school of excellence like saint paul's now these people are gone you don't know who i'm talking about but it was funny because i don't know about a decade back austin was just horrified they went to a baby shower, or I guess it would have been a baby shower, wedding shower, something, I don't know what it was. And, and he told me later, he said, he said, they know people are coming, they know people are coming, and not just people, they know, they know church people are coming. But he said, nobody pulled the weeds out of the shrub beds, nobody cut the grass, nobody picked the toys up out of the yard. And he said, and that was just walking to the house. You know, you go inside the house and Tarzan could get hurt in there. (laughs) It takes great effort. Everybody say great effort. See, and and Peter says, you got to add this stuff to your faith. Number two, knowledge. For this very reason, I'm in verse five. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence and excellence knowledge. So that testimony, Sue read, that brother, he had a list of about eight scriptures that he was standing on to avoid heart surgery. You cannot believe God in ignorance. You have to approach God based on the word of God. Number three, self-control. 2 Peter 1.5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence and to excellence, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control. Now, I'm going to say a hard thing here, so brace yourself. What has been going on the last 20 months has simply Mother Nature, along with man tinkering with Mother Nature revealing something that we should have known all along from the Word of God, and that is we need to control ourselves. Amen. Oh, Amen. Now, the way my home pastor in Detroit, Michigan taught it was this, that this right here is not me, this is the house that I live in, and for all fundamental basic purposes, it is a mammal. And all the rules apply. You hold me underwater, I'm going I'm to quit. You understand? You take me up too high in the atmosphere, I'm going to give out. In other words, I'm more than a mammal, but for all practical purposes, that's what this is. And she used to teach it this way. This is the only space suit you are ever going to be given, so you need to take care of the one you got. Now, God can heal. We believe in healing. But like uh, one of my fathers in the faith, John Osteen, used to teach, i gotta, I got to leave no stone unturned. And I've got to do everything I can do in the natural. You know, this morning I get up, I'm dragging a little, so I take some B12. You know, I get outside, I spend some time outside, get some natural vitamin D. I do what I can do in the natural. I try and take care of myself. It has been a slow deal at the age of 65, you know, whittling down some pounds. But I'm working on it. But the point is, we have got to, as the people of God, we need to refocus on self-control. And some things you just can't do a little of, you know, like crack. <laughs> it's not brill cream, you know, a little dabble, do you? No, no, no. Some things you just get, or how or how about incest? I mean, some things, man, you just got to stay totally away from. But then on other things, like how about like goofing off? I think it's good to have a goof off day, but you can't do that every day. Or eating. And the last 20 months have proven that, you know, it's incumbent upon us to take care of ourselves. Amen. Amen. Make every effort to add to your faith excellence and to add to excellence knowledge and to add to knowledge self control. Everybody shout, self self control. Shout it again like you're not mad at me. Self-control. Amen. Amen. Number four, perseverance. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence and to excellence knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance. So we dealt with this last Sunday. Parents, don't don't raise quitters. Don't let your children quit. I remember my daughter called me one day. She was working on her master's degree in psychology at Evangelion University, and every time that comes up, I ask her how she feels about it. And uh, she had broke up with a boy, and she wanted to, she called her mom first, you know. I want to quit. And, you know, Sue said, well, call your dad. And she called me, and I said, well, baby doll, we're not really the kind of people that quit. We don't quit. We don't quit anything. Finish what you started. Then you can leave skid marks out of there. And the weird thing is, it was in that time span after she didn't quit that she met her husband. If she had quit, if I had let her quit, well, she wouldn't have met him. So we don't quit. Amen. 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 And if you ever notice at Faith Christian Center, uh, we start down a road, we finish the course. Now, I'm so old. Say, how old, you, how old are you, Pastor? You know, that can't be the time. Man, I wish I had the power of Joshua. i just stop it. <laughs> I'm so old, my athletic director at Anderson High School said, winners never quit, and quitters never win. Amen. Now, I know more of that. That is not just old school, but, I mean, that's probably would really be criticized in 2021. Say it out loud. Quitters never win. win. Winners never quit. quit. Number five, godliness. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, excellence, and to excellence, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. Say it out loud. No man man shall see the Lord Lord without without holiness. holiness that's out of Hebrews number six brotherly kindness for for this very reason make every effort to add to your faith excellence and excellence knowledge and to knowledge self control and to self control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness how about some brotherly kindness how about not just telling everybody what you think of them how about not judging everybody How about not being a critic of everything? How about when somebody hits a rough patch, being kind? How about when somebody hits a rough patch, helping them out? How about some brotherly kindness among brothers? You know, we had a preacher around us for a while, and every time he came, man, he was bad-mouthing that preacher, and bad-mouthing another preacher, and bad-mouthing this one. And and I began to take it as a compliment that, you know, I must be the only guy he knows that's doing stuff right. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, when he's away from you, he bad-mouths you. (laughs) Well, that's a horse of a different color. How about some brotherly kindness? And then last, agape love, the God kind of love. So not just, I mean, what good does brotherly kindness do if that's what they call Philadelphia? I mean, oh my gosh, have you ever looked at the crime rate in Philadelphia and the murders? And oh my gosh, so, you know, we got to go even beyond brotherly kindness. We got to go to the God kind of love and walk in love. And I don't know if you've ever realize this or not, but when the Lord's speaking to me to walk in love, it's when people are not being very nice. You know, my birthday's coming up, man, I'm gonna have me some cake, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have family, man, maybe I can talk Pastor Sue into making me a cast iron skillet apple pie, I don't know, you know, that's a hard sell. Uh, maybe I'll get me some, you know, some of my favorite stuff, That's not when the Lord talks to me about walking in love. The the Lord talks to me about walking in love when people are being mean or people are saying unkind things or or people are trying to do something to me. See, agape love is not something that you need Thanksgiving. Well, maybe where you're celebrating Thanksgiving. (laughs) Agape love. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence and to excellence knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, agape love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you do these things, you will never fall. How many of you want to live a life that's not unproductive and not unfruitful? And how many of you want to live a life where you will never fall? Well, we got our list. We begin with faith, faith in God. Then we have to add to, take action, and add to our faith in God.
0: Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. 3400, or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because He loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.